Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media, and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels: The Hand Network. Check it round table, and also the Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar.com. That's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R.com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses r o s e s out of the snow o u t o f s n o w at gmail dot com, and you can support us also on Venmo. the The connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O and uppercase C, and it's O N N A C A R R. The last four to verify are one one four three. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Roundtable, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing Eclipse, the Thai BL drama series. Okay, peeps. I have not watched this series in total, but I am hoping to get it done here in the next month. That's my goal because I'm in the middle of getting ready to go overseas, and it's just way too much to try to do all at once. But I wanted to make this podcast because I think there's some very interesting things going on in Eclipse that I've not seen in other Thai BL drama series. Okay, Eclipse came out here about um, three weeks ago. We had the final episode, I think. So anyway. This is a GMM TV um, series. It is set in high school, a private boys high school. Um, now the characters are, I think, eighteen, nineteen years old. I'm not really sure on their ages yet. But anyway, they're older kids because I always get that confused. No offense, because like when we do high school dramas in the states, we're usually doing them on like fourteen, fifteen year olds, whereas in Asia we're doing them on like eighteen, nineteen years old. So it's kind of confusing for us because like. Those extra four years, five years are kind of pivotal in your development. So I'm like, a 19-year-old is not the same as a 14-year-old with what they're going through. But anyway, Eclipse. For those of you who don't know, this is the story of the supposed curse of the school. Now I will say there are some things that I did not like about this series initially when I'm watching like the first few episodes because like the protesters. They're just really dumb in many different ways. I'm not trying to be bad. I think sometimes there are very good reasons to protest, but I'm not a protester myself just because that's not my thing personally. But I think that sometimes there are very good reasons that people do have to protest. But the protesters are like using the school's printers when no one's there, trying not to get caught so they can print out more of their own protesting documents. And I'm like. You can't go use someone else's printer and not risk getting caught at the school. And also, I'm like they're protesting because they don't like wearing uniforms. I'm like, if you don't like wearing uniforms, then maybe you shouldn't be in a private school because pretty much all the private schools I know you are having to wear a uniform. So anyway, the whole protest thing is a little.、Um, 
strange to me because it just doesn't make a lot of logical sense on um, the protesting and the the vehemence because I'm like if we're protesting for for rights for other things I get that but so far I'm not seeing that. I'm hoping that there's more of an explanation on why we're protesting because the initial episodes it seems like it's just about the dress code which again I don't see that being a particularly deep thing to protest also the interesting thing I thought about the series is for those of you who don't know in Thailand there have been a number of protests in 2020 and 2021 now, these protests have been centered in Bangkok after the government coup. Apparently, there's been a lot of upheaval with that and with the royal family there. And I am not sure of all the ins and outs on it, but I do know that there have been some kids that were charged as adults. And I think there's about 300 of them that were charged for simply protesting. They were not doing anything of great violence. They were just protesting. And also at least one, maybe three kids, these are people under the age of 16, were killed with rubber bullets that got awry. And also maybe, I don't remember if there was something else, but anyway, he was, one of them was hospitalized for about a month because of a rubber bullet injury to his head and then he died. So there have been a lot of riots and things like that in the news regarding Thailand. And I thought it was very interesting that we had this film made about less than a year after the, the news articles about this. So anyway, and I do have acquaintances in Thailand and they've told me, you know, Anna, those protests did happen. They do happen whenever there's like a new election or something because of the younger generation not being too happy with the parliamentary system that's in place. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but anyway, the current government that in place, the younger generation would wish it to be more democratic than it is. And so there are riots, but they said for the people I know, they're not really affected by those rights because they said, you know, those are always centered in Bangkok. And even if you're in Bangkok, unless you're, you know, at the riot itself, you're probably not going to be seeing any of this political unrest you're reading about. It's kind of like when I have students and they, they, they're doing lessons and they're like, you know, if you're from the U.S., you must have always had a lot of shootings where you lived as a kid. And I'm like, no, I didn't have a lot of shootings where I live when I was growing up. So I'm like, you know, I think it's all perspective. But anyway, so we have these riots that have happened in Thailand recently. We have this story about people protesting. And we have A, who is the, say, the one main character, and then we have Ak. Now, A is played by Kao, and Ak is played by First. Now, Cow, I think this is the first role I've ever seen him in where he kind of plays a, a character that you're not really sure of. But by the end of the series, he plays this absolutely endearing character that you're like, you just want to go up and pat him and go, oh, you're such a sweetie. Anyway, I am weird, but I'm just like, really, you are such a sweetie. Do you want an extra piece of cake or something? Go sit, go have fun. Okay, I don't know. So anyway. But anyway, he really does play a just endearing character. But at first, you really don't know what to do with him because he is such a, um, he loves to press Axe buttons when he first meets him. And so you basically have this development of A trying to bother Ak because Ak wants him to wear the uniform and A doesn't want to, he wants to wear his black hoodie instead. And he's not in school and so he's playing hooky. Now, Ak is 
our A is very, very smart. So it's not like he's going to be missing his grade point average because he's not in class because he's like reading 1984, which most high schoolers just do not read that. Most adults do not read 1984. But anyway, so I'm going, Ak is not going to have any trouble in school, even if he is playing hooky. If it were more entertaining, he'd probably be in studies. But anyway, as the story progresses, they basically go from A and Ak not, not liking each other to A discover when he first arrived at school, we find out by episode six, that Ak was the one who was causing all these bad things to happen. And the interesting I think about, thing I think about this whole series is you have A who is basically there trying to get vindication for his uncle, who was an English teacher there, who Ak actually, that's the reason that Ak became who he is, is because he was trying to, um, A's uncle took him under his wing and helped him to not feel like he was a country bumpkin, basically, because all the people were teasing him and he was punching people because he was being teased. And Dika was A's, or, yeah, A's uncle, and he basically saw Ak and said, you know, you don't have to do this. You can basically do better. And I think it's interesting that Ak ends up with A for many different reasons. But the main reason is they both share Dika. A's uncle was Dika. Ak's mentor was Dika. And in a way, I think the good things that a became was in a great part thanks to Dika and of course his mom. But I'm just saying both of them because A did not have a dad growing up in his life. So Dika basically raised A and he also mentored Ak. And I think it's very intriguing that by the end of the story, A and Ak are together as a couple. Now, we know they're both in high school. They could, you know, break up. That happens. I kind of sincerely doubt it with those two, but, you know, life can happen. So, you know, always can hit. You never know. I don't know. But anyway, but at this point in time, I'm going, you know, I really don't see those two breaking up for hell or high water, as we say where I came from. But the interesting thing is Dika is the key component in this story, I think, in that he is basically both the catalyst for what drove A to come to that school in the first place, to try to get vindication for his uncle, to try to figure out why on earth his uncle committed suicide, etc. And you have Ak, who is basically a person who is trying to fix things on his own in the way that he thinks it can be fixed. And it's a terrible way to try to fix things. And also who's carrying all this weight on his shoulders and all this responsibility. And A is able to sit there and go, you don't have to try to carry this all by yourself. You don't have to try to pretend to be the strongest person alive because you're not. Nobody is. So we don't need to pretend that. And I think that that, that is kind of what makes this story interesting. It's a story that is kind of complicated, a little bit dark. It's like I was talking with one of my acquaintances who also likes being drama, and they were like, you know, 
the eclipse is kind of a darker story. It's not like the the lighthearted stories. It's kind of like until I made again or um one. It's not a light story. It's not an easy story, but I think it's an important story. Because I think that a lot of people when they get older, it's like I've heard many people say that, you know, oh teenagers, their life is so easy. Their life is so, you know, whatever. It's it's so much easier when you're younger. And I'm like, I wouldn't go back to my high school years if you paid me. I would go, I would do about anything to not go back to my high school years. I'm like, if I could time travel, it's like I would never want to go back there because that was just a terrible, terrible time. I mean, it was not fun. High school's like, ugh. I mean, now I can see going back if you think you could change it, but if you can't change it, I mean, what's the bloody point? And I mean, the whole point of time travel isn't that you usually can change things. You can just go back in time. But anyway, I think this is interesting because it really does show how when you're in high school, you you are kind of an adult in many, many ways. You're trying to become an adult. You're trying to make it work. But also, you're still a kid. You're still trying to figure out your life. You're still trying to understand things. And it's difficult. And even if you have understanding parents, it still doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Because I think for people like Ak, for example, even though he has a very good parent, his parents love him a lot. And I think that's especially shown like in the last episode when he goes home and he has to tell them that he's been suspended because of his actions. His parents are like, we knew two days ago that you were suspended. They gave us a call, but we wanted to wait and have you tell us so you can tell us what happened. And his parents are not mad at him, even though he did some things that he should not have done because they're saying they're going, Axe, going to be okay. But if we react in a way that is negative about this, if we get mad at him, if we yell, scream, shout, do whatever, it's not going to help him become the person that he needs to be. He already knows that he shouldn't have done what he did, the guy who was suspended. So let's just love our kid and let him be who he needs to be. And I really think it's kind of interesting because I'm going, his parents dealt with the suspension. They also had Act tell them that he liked guys, not girls. Which I'm really kind of, I don't know, I'm not trying to get down a little tired right here, but I'm kind of tired of that in, in BL drama. I'm like, it's not that he likes all guys. It's not that he would like all girls. It's that he likes A, which, okay, I mean, that makes perfect sense. But why do we have to generalize everything? But anyway, I will calm down now. But my point is, is his parents dealt with the suspension. They handled him telling him, telling them how he felt about his personal relationships that were romantical. And they also were sitting at the table with A and Ak, and A decided that he was like, you know, he was sitting there with Ak, with Ak and with Ak's mom and dad, and he's like, what if, what if I was more than a friend to Ak? And they were like, well, if you're not a friend, then what are you? And he's like, well, we've been seeing each other for a while. And I don't think A was doing this to cause another shift in the pendulum for Ak or for his parents. I think he was doing this because he's like, Ak has dealt with a suspension. He's, he's discussed his romantical relations with his parents. And I think that we need to be honest with his folks because they're going to find out one way or the other. And we might as well just get all this stuff done that could be extremely unpleasant right now. And then we can just be done with it. Because I think that's one thing I like about A is he's just 
he's kind of like, let's deal with this. But he's also the kind of person that he deals with things very calmly and he's trying to be extremely thoughtful. And I love how Axe parents are like, how could we possibly hate someone who our son cares about? It's like, I think that people get so wrapped up in labels and in things like that. It's like, I don't want to remember, I grew up in the middle of the US where people were uber conservative. And the thing that I found interesting, even as a little kid, was I remember sitting there going, it really, I, I, my parents my parents were very liberal when I was younger, but then they were uber conservative when I was older, which was kind of weird growing up. But anyway, I remember being a little kid and my mom would have friends over that would be like two ladies that were living together. And I remember sitting there going, they just like each other. Yeah, so what? Now, I knew that people in my community would have seen them as something that they were afraid of. And I could never figure out why, because I'm like, what's there to be afraid of? They're really nice people. They just like each other. They're having a good life together. Let them be. I mean, no offense. When I was a kid, I was just like, I really couldn't see why people got so wrapped up in it. Now, as I got older, I realized that for some people, it really was kind of, they thought, an attack on their personal rights that someone else was living in a way that they deemed unethical according to their beliefs. The thing that I think is interesting, though, is I'm going, you know, that's really taking way too much upon yourself <laughs> in a way, because I'm like, it's no affront to you for them to live the way that they feel they need to live. I don't think that we should sit there and judge one person's life as being good, bad, or indifferent. I think we should live each of our lives to the best of our ability because quite frankly, we all have enough to deal with in our own lives without reaching out in judgment toward others. Now, I do think there is a difference between judging someone's life choices and sitting there and going, that person is doing something that could harm them or someone else, like drug addiction or alcohol addiction. I don't think that that's something to judge ever, but I think it's something to sit there and go, that can harm that person. That is very sad that that could happen. But that's a whole different topic and I'm kind of rambling right now. But my point is, is with A and Ak, I love how his parents sit there and go, we love Ak. Ak is our kid. We will love him whether he does things perfectly at school, whether he gets suspended and has to leave school. Because Ak's behavior does not determine our love for him because we love Ak's soul and we know that even if Ak screws up, Ak is going to be okay. And I think that at the end of the day, that is what makes good parenting. Because I'm going, there will be days with your children. I'm sure it happens. I haven't had that happen yet myself, but I'm going, there will be days when I'm sure I will sit there and go, I cannot believe so-and-so did that. But I will also sit there and go, it doesn't mean that I care about so-and-so any less. It doesn't mean that I think so-and-so is any less worthy of my love and care. It just means I'm sitting there going, I really don't know what so-and-so was thinking when he did that or she did that. But sometimes, you know, we don't think. There have been times in my life where it's like, I can honestly say, yeah, I wasn't thinking. So I'm like, I can't blame another person for being that same way. And the way that Axe parents are like, 
you know, Aang, we are just so glad that you, I love how his mom goes, his dad goes directly into how could we possibly hate someone our son cares about? And his mom is like, thank you, Aang, for being there to take care of my kid. And I really think that those two responses to this little tete-a-tete um, at the table are some of the best responses I have ever seen for anything like this with the parents meeting the boyfriend or the girlfriend or whatever because I'm like that is such a gracious and understanding spirit because the dad knew the act had already gone through hell at school the act had probably this was the first person the act had ever liked and he's like if act likes this kid they must be a good person and I am going to like them because my son has good judgment usually and ergo my son cares about this person so I'm going to care about this person and I love how his mom sits there and goes Ak has somebody who looked after him who took care of him when he was having this really hard time at school and I'm going to thank that person for being there for my son so I think you know I love the parents in the show now it doesn't mean that, you know, they're always going to get along with Ak and A and everything's going to be fabulous. I don't think that at all. But I think that that, that moment encapsulates like first reactions to things. First reactions are pivotal. It's like sometimes we handle first reactions to things perfectly. Sometimes we handle them terribly. I mean, I can honestly say that is true. Now, there have been some times in my life where I'm saying they're going, I have handled first reactions to things really good, and I've handled first reactions to things really not so good. But I am getting better at that, I think, overall. So I think, you know, that's the thing that I really liked about the series, was the the gracious kind of grace notes that are planted throughout the series. Now, I will say I do not find this as well done as some of the other BL dramas I'm seeing come out of Thailand. But I still really liked it. I also liked how we had people in roles that were kind of different than they'd been in before, like with Cow and First, where, you know, first we saw him and not me, and he was an absolute sweetheart. And um, I don't mean that bad in any way. I'm just saying he was a very nice kid. I love the scene where he takes the person and he just kind of lets him cry on his sweater, on his shirt. That That moment is like one of my favorite scenes in all of drama that I have seen so far, because I'm like, that is extreme care. That is sitting there going, I'm going to be here for that person right now. And I love that scene with first, and I forgot the other actor's name. But anyway, and then we have Cow, who usually plays like in Tan Han Chanati or 1000 Stars, those kind of shows. And he now plays another character that is much more complex and a little bit darker, but also has a very sweet spirit. It's just, it's a little more hidden than in his previous work. And I think that's very interesting. The other thing I think about Cow is Cow did the song for this, which I have to say when I first heard the song, I was not that, no, no offense to Cow. I'm sure he's not listening. But anyway, I wasn't that impressed with the song initially. But then it grew on me and I really liked the music video for this song. I really liked the music video. It was it was great. So anyway, with the mirrors and the alternate realities, now I'm not really sure what's with the chalk over the eyebrow. That did not make sense to me. Maybe it was lost in translation, but anyway, like maybe they're trying to do an alien thing. I don't know. So 
anyway, the song, I really, it really grew me. And the other thing that I found interesting, as I was listening to a bit of a podcast on an interview with First and Cow done by a couple of ladies, I'll try to drop it in the description here so you guys can check it out. It's on YouTube. But I was talking to one of my friends, she's a high schooler, and we were watching Bad Buddy together one day. She comes over and we binge watch Bad Buddy. We're almost done with it. Next time she comes over, we'll finish Bad Buddy, the final episode. Okay. Anyway, we've been trying to do that all summer. It's like, it just hasn't happened. So anyway, we're going to finish it next time she comes over. But um, so I was talking to her. I was like, you know, this cow kid would be perfect for children's books reading. And she said, huh. And we were listening to his, his singing and his, his voice is speaking English. And she's, Anna, you're so right. He would make the perfect reader for books. She said he really would because he, Cal speaks perfect Thai and perfect English. I don't mean really going. His English is amazing for speaking. But the thing that I really liked about his voice is he is so calm. I mean, no offense, I'm like, it's kind of like my Taiwanese students. They are very, very calm. I'm just saying with Cal, when he speaks in English, he has this lovely British lilt to his voice that is like uber calm and just like very steady and calm. And I'm like, that would be perfect for children's books. So if if Cal ever decides to quit acting, I think he should go into a career as a voice actor for reading recorded books for children. I mean, like The Princess and Curdy or The Hobbit or, you know, Good Night Moon. I don't know. He would be really good for reading those. But anyway, um, that is my review on Eclipse and my thoughts so far. But I think that the thing that really hit me today, the main point of this ramble other than of course I think that Cal should definitely go into recorded books I'm like I wonder if he'd ever consider doing recorded books because those would be really nice for the kitties to listen to anyway so but the main thing I thought was interesting was Dika being the catalyst that drew act to a and a to act in a way basically the the thread that bound them together. And it kind of reminded me of like in History 3 Trapped, that series where you have the two main characters, who, I'm sorry, I do not remember the names because Mandarin names are not my strong suit. I'm working on that. But anyway, the two main characters, the one who was the monster, who his mom was the one who basically mentored the police officer he ended up with. And basically the fact that even though neither of them knew that connection, that was one of the things that kind of brought them together in a way. And I think it's kind of interesting how things work out in life that way, how you might know someone who knows someone else who you meet and that leads to a friendship or acquaintance or whatever. And you really didn't plan on that happening at all. No, not in a romantic way. I'm just saying, I think it's really interesting how one person can affect two other people who then, it's like a collaboration of sorts. So anyway, that's what I found most interesting about Eclipse so far. And also, of course, tax parents are simply awesome. I mean, that's one of the things I really like about BL dramas is usually the parents are either absolutely horrid, which I do not like, or they are absolutely wonderful. I mean, they really, really are. It's like I was talking with another uh, person I know who likes BL drama, and they're like, you know, the moms in the dramas from Korea, BL, are absolutely horrid. I'm like, you are so right. 
the moms portrayed in Korean BL dramas are like from the pit of the earth moms. I don't mean about them. Like, I do not think Korean mothers are that way at all, but I really would like better personification of mothers in Korean BL drama because I'm like, that is just really depressing and very disturbing at the very least. So anyway, and then on the other hand, in Thai and Taiwanese drama, we often have really cool moms in these dramas. Now, not always, but oftentimes we do, like uber-supportive moms. And I'm like, if you're going to be a mom, be supportive. Now, it doesn't mean that you always agree with everything your kids do. It doesn't mean that you sit there and go, I think this is a brilliant idea, when you don't. But I'm sitting there going, when it comes to them and the relationships, if they like someone, that person likes them, they get along well, they love each other well. I'm like, yay, good for you. I mean, I don't really see what's the big deal here. But anyway, that is my review. The Eclipse with many, many different digressions and just some overall thoughts so far. I'm really looking forward to finishing this series in total. I have watched some of the early episodes, some clips throughout, and the final episode, but I'm really looking forward to linking it all together in this fabulous way that will be linear, because I like linearity. So anyway, that is my review. Thanks for listening. Check it at the round table. Bye! Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels, The Hand Network, Check It Round Table, and also the Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar.com. That's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R.com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses, R-O-S-E-S, out of the snow, O-U-T-O-F-S-N-O-W at gmail.com. And you can support us also on Venmo. The the connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O and uppercase C, and it's O N N A C A R R. The last four to verify are 1143. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.